Your name is oil poured out. Your name is lovely. Song of Songs says, You look like a sacrifice ready to be offered. Thank you, Father, for teaching us how to bring the daily sacrifice of ourselves on your altar. Bind the sacrifice with cords to the horns of the altar and burn it in the seven blazing torches. I love the filtration system of God the Father, how the waters of the Holy Spirit lead you to the Lamb, the fountain of the Lamb. And the great shepherd shall lead them to the springs of the waters of life, and he shall wipe every tear from their eyes. As you're led by drinking the living waters and receiving the silver waters, and you go deeper and deeper in the river of life, swimming into the water temple of Ezekiel 47. You are purified and sanctified from all unrighteousness in your hearts as you drink and drink and drink again. That's truly how you get purified. It's like purified water, but it's living water. It's the glory of the Lamb. This water is so expensive. <laughs> this blood is so rich. It's so rich that when I drink, and I'm a, I'm a big drinker. I like to drink and get drunk in the Holy Spirit every day. It's the source of our power. It's the source of our joy, our anointing. But it's very costly. And never forget the price behind the sacrifice. So I'll often slit the lamb's throat and drink right out of his body the spotless lamb. I know he was slain once and for all, but it's a daily sacrifice. It's keeping the daily feast. The blood and the water pours from his side continuously. The lamb stands on the throne, having been fully slain, and proceeding from the throne of the lamb, I saw the river of life, sparkling like crystal. Amen? It is written, that's the blood and that's the water of life. The blood of the Lamb and the water of the Lamb that poured from His side that He was crucified to death for our bliss. There's no pain on it. He was crucified at the place of the skull. The highest form of prayer is taking a young spotless Lamb and putting it right on someone's skull and slitting its throat and filling their cup of their body with hot, fresh blood and living water. That's the new wine. <laughs> no wonder why they're drunk. They're not drunk on the blood of the saints. They're drunk on the blood of the Lamb. They're drunk on the works of the cross. Amen? Not in dishonor, but in honor. What dishonors the blood is not using it every day and not drinking it every day. This is the blood of the new covenant. In my blood, this is the cup of the new covenant, in my blood, drink it whenever you remember me. <laughs> so many times we're trying to think it instead of drink it. So many times we forget that 
experiencing the love of God is Song of Songs 5.1. It has to be drunk. Be drunk, brothers and sisters, on what? The sacrifice of God for you. The sacrifice of the Son of God crucified to death for you. Not in a mourning way, but in a celebration way. <laughs> Listen, no one in heaven is mourning the death of Jesus. I mean, you got to be on some religious demon to be doing that stuff. Everyone in heaven is rejoicing in the victory of the cross over Satan and his angels. The victory of the Lamb. He has triumphed. Behold, the Lion of the tribe of Judah has triumphed. You know, something good for, for you would be to slit the Lion of Judah's throat and drink the fire of God. The lion and the lamb were crucified for you. Jesus Christ, he didn't take up his sword and fight Rome. He went like a lamb to the slaughter. He's going to take up the sword of his mouth and fight everything wrong in this world right now. you got to be a real disciple to say, Come, Lord Jesus, and slay me with the sword of your mouth. How dare he threaten us with a good time? My God, what is he going to circumcise? Only death out of our dry bones. <laughs> He's only going to remove every lying, self-righteous demon from our hearts, all of our pride, all of our lust, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life, and all that's in the world will be cut out of our hearts and minds. So everyone that loves Jesus loves His sword, loves being crucified to death with Him daily. That's the evidence that you're in love, that you die daily with Him. And a true lover of God and a true lover of others pays that price every day. And it doesn't seem like a sacrifice anymore. There comes a place of Christian maturity where it doesn't feel like a sacrifice. Because what are you going to do? You're only going to walk in love. Of course I'm going to die daily. In fact, I've learned to enjoy it. I love dying daily. I love my lovers, my friends that die with me daily. And we make our death as sweet as possible every day. There's no pain involved. It's our ever-increasing glory. What are we dying to? everything, especially the good stuff, because that's really what keeps us at complacent satisfaction levels, is not the bad stuff. We, we, all, we all know that that's bad. We can sacrifice all that. But sacrificing the good stuff is the hard stuff. <laughs> can you sacrifice the stuff that God's given you in order to, for it to be used in a greater glory? But I know this is from God. I know God gave me this spouse. I know God gave me this gift of music, this gift of prophecy, this gift of interpretation, all the gifts, everything good. But can you bring it to the altar and kill it? That's the only way that gift grows. If you hold on to it, it'll never grow into full maturation. That's why we haven't seen sonship. That's why Christians are just startled by anyone that has learned to sacrifice the good stuff in their life because it, then it becomes transfigured glory stuff in their life. And then they start to operate in high angelic glory levels because they've died to all the human stuff that's corrupted the gifts, all the selfish stuff, all the control of the gifts. Have you fully lost control? to be controlled only by the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in your heart, mind, and flesh? Those are the happiest people in the world. You know who the happiest people in the world are? Those who have continuously died with Him and have learned to love it. Have learned to love the sacrifice. Have learned to love the ways of His temple. 
have learned to honor the price he paid for the water, for the wine, for the oil, for the fire, for all of it. To enjoy God is the highest level of prayer. It's called ecstasy, even rapture. Have you learned to enjoy the sacrifice so out of your carnal mind that you're literally in the mind of Christ like dental floss going through your ears? You never see someone more crystal clean and sparkling like the person who's learned to use the seven spirits of God like dental floss right through their mind, right through their ears, just cleaning out the cobwebs, crystal clear and sparkling, just a rainbow round about his throne. Nothing else in there except God. Hallelujah. We don't come with any ideas of our own. We don't come with any guile. There's nothing crooked. All we want is what our Father wants every day. That's ultimately how you go to the next degree of glory, is giving up all your ideas, all your plans, every, all your cares, worries, and living in the mystery of God. Mysterion is written like over 20 times in Paul's writings. Talk about being a mystic. (laughs) Paul lived in the mystery of God. He would press on into things and realms he knew nothing about, walking by faith, not by sight. He wasn't a hypocrite. He'd be writing about the stuff he'd be experiencing every day in his relationship with God. Amen? We need to teach out of experience. We need to teach out of wisdom. We need to teach out of the substance of glory by the sacrifice of self. I was seeing today at the gym that all the rivers coming out of the water temple are the rivers of self-sacrifice, of men and women that have paid the price to release out of their belly rivers of living water, but of this he spoke of the Holy Ghost, John 7:38, King James Version. People that have sacrificed their own spirit People that have sacrificed their own soul and people that have sacrificed their flesh, out of them only flows rivers because they're the true believers. Only believers have the rivers. But everyone can drink the rivers. But not everyone has rivers coming out of them because not everyone has sacrificed themselves to death. Even the death on the cross, which is so sweet. And being buried in the tomb, sealed in the tomb, buried into the death of his baptism. It's the sweetest place. All those spices that embalmed him are the spices of the death to self. And they become the sweetness of your resurrection life in Christ. There is nothing sweeter than dying with him. There is nothing sweeter than the tomb. It is a grave message. The conquering of the grave. Because there's no death in him. So that as much as you attach yourself to Jesus in all of his death, burial, and resurrection, in all of his words, in all of his spirit, everything about him. I mean, just study the word. He's the word. As much as the word has been made your flesh is the measure that you're having a good time on earth. It's the people that don't let it become their DNA that are struggling down here. You mix it with the Holy Ghost water. You drink the word, the water of the word. You get washed in the word. You take a word bath. You let that flow through you. You lose control to the Word. Peter, when you were younger, you went and did whatever you want. But when you're older, someone stronger than you will bind you and take you to places you don't want to go. You just let that mature level of Peter's apostleship being bound to the Word and going down the river doing the dead man's float in places you don't want to go. You just get carried by God. That's the realm of discovery that we all need to go. The realm of not having to figure it out and just being open to whatever God the Father wants to do. Full trust, full yield, full release.
<laughs> then you'll experience the greatest measure of glory and the greatest measure of peace. Then you won't have any cares and worries. Why? How could you? Because you've been fully crucified with Him. How could you have a problem in the world if you're dead to yourself and alive to Christ? I've never seen a dead person complaining. I've never seen a dead person whining. I know, I'm, still, I'm preaching half of this to myself right now too. <laughs> Hallelujah. But it's fun. I, I've learned to enjoy the death of Jesus in a dramatic way. I've learned to use the sacrifice upon people's souls. When they don't have faith for it, your faith can go and make an offering and a sacrifice for them. That's what love does. Love covers a multitude of sinners. Love is a sacrifice of self to release rivers of living waters, to give all the animals of the garden a drink. We were all animals once. We were all part of the beast system once, and we escaped by drinking the living waters. And now, a lot of us are learning how to use the living waters. I don't know if we can call ourselves masters, but whatever God calls about us in heaven is true. We need to become masters of the universe and masters of the water temple. If not, el- if, if not us, who else? You know, we need to be like, Lord, send me. I want to learn the ways of the glory. The knowledge of the glory will cover the waters as the waters cover the sea. Knowledge of the glory will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. I need to learn the ways of the waters and what it takes for these waters to come into people's mouths and change their hearts. How do you drink? Taste and see that the Lord is good. It's by faith. People whose faith has been made perfect can minister these waters and people can physically experience it instantly. You can experience the measure of heaven that that person is is in heaven because it has to be in the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the substance of the living waters. And when you're in faith and when you're in the water and it's real inside you, and you're purified, sanctified, in humility and virginity of the upper and lower pools of the springs of the waters of life of the great shepherd, then you can give it to others. And these animals will come and drink, and as they drink, the animal nature of the beast system will be washed off of them. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world by giving everyone a drink. People are going to start drinking, and they're going to get delivered from the things that have been killing them. See, there's pleasure in sin for a season, but I tell you the truth now, with this great release of the rivers of the, of the temple of Ezekiel 47, all the pleasures of sin, of lust, even pride and idolatry and serving the golden image, all that will be completely stripped from the nations so that it can be revealed that there's only death and, and hell in the selfishness of serving Satan and his angels and idolatry and immorality. Because that's truly what it is. Let's unmask what that system is. It's just death. Selfishness is death. Selfish love is death. Working for self is death. Serving the golden image of Nebuchadnezzar is death. Melt it all down and make them drink it. Because that's the most loving thing to do. It appears like you're destroying them, but you're only destroying the death in them. That's why they hate you at first, but later on they're thankful because you just took their sins away, and now they're free. And you didn't even take their money away. They're more rich than ever. That's one of the main things people get freaked out about is it's just about money. Listen, if it were about money, there'd be no real Christianity down here. Because these people have sacrificed the love of money in order to have the roots of David to minister any of the living waters. It's about sacrificing whatever it takes. Yeah, and all things will be added unto you. 
which is good because he's you must know that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek you, seek him you cannot serve god without a reward system and people be like in false humility every day i don't do it for the rewards well the rewards are everlasting life and riches and glory so you're not going to have the next level of glory and all the good things of the earth and the heavens will be attracted to the glory so you're never going to have any re- if you don't have rewards You're never going to go to the next level because your glory, your treasure house, your wine cellar expands inside you. And that's how your realm and dominion as a king and queen of righteousness expands and covers cities and nations by the reward system of sowing and reaping by self-sacrifice. There's just so much religion to burn up here. It's amazing. But it burns up with revelation, the word, inside the flowing waters, the living waters, the rivers of life. And how do you get revelation? By self-sacrifice. And the Word kills you too. That's why we pray, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus and slay us with the sword of your mouth. Oh, because the Word of God, what is He going to do? He's only going to make us sharper. He's only going to make us stronger. Put your sword in my bones and my marrow. Your Word is fire in my bones, Jeremiah chapter 5. I mean, how dare He threaten us with eternal life by coming and destroying sin out of our hearts and minds? That's all he's got in him is goodness. He's already been slain for the removal of sins. And now his word and his water comes and enforces the blood sacrifice upon all the souls of the nations. It says that they will devour all flesh, the flesh of kings and generals, the flesh of horse and riders, the flesh of of rich and poor, and the flesh of all humanity. That's the best news you could ever hear. All that's being removed from flesh is the curse of the fall. People misunderstand the things of glory because when you're in darkness, the enemy turns the light into death so that woe to them who call what is good evil and evil good. When you're in pride, humility looks like hell. When you're in pride, the true agape sacrificial nature of the lamb looks like pride. And then the proud call the things of God, pride. They blaspheme continuously. It's the religious nature. That's what the enemy does. He twists everything, that Leviathan pride thing in the brain, so that all the things of God look like the things of Satan. And that's why so few have progressed out of the matrix of lies. Because you have to know God internally and treasure Him as the pearl of great price in the soil of your heart above everything in the world because all the mirages in the world, all the lies in the world, everything in the world will come and and reveal itself to you in a false light. He's an angel of light that deceives. He uses all the false light to, to keep people from growing into the deeper things of God. That's why there's so few mature Christians in the world. We're going to open that whole realm up with the living waters. So that all the Christians that have been desiring to grow deeper and higher in the spirit, wider in divine love to release rivers, to heal their families, to heal their regions, all of it's going to go wide open. These are the days of Noah. Everyone, the open ark. And every single person can come in and just get the beast system, the animal nature, the flesh, the carnal nature, the carnal mind, all of it renewed off of them by drinking out of Ezekiel 47's water temple. The spirit and the bride say, come and drink. Let those who are thirsty come and drink freely without cost. It's been sacrificed for you already by men and women who've paid the price to open up the ark of the third heaven through their hearts and minds and you'll step right into their spirit life. You'll step right into their heart. 
There are men and women here that have grown in full spiritual stature that when you drink and you taste and see the Lord is good, you're tasting out of the garden of their heart. All ministry of the new covenant proceeds out of their own intimate relationship with God the Father in their heart. Wisdom and revelation and intimate knowledge of God that you may know Him, that you may be intimate with Him, that you may find the promised land of the Garden of Eden within your own heart and the Garden would take over all your heart and all your soul that you may become the temples of the Holy Spirit that anyone that hears your words hears the words of God, that anyone that drinks your blood and eats your flesh drinks and eats the flesh and blood of God the Lamb. Amen. He's the firstborn amongst many. He's the first one raised from the dead of the army of God, of the sons of God. Mature ones that will be fully like Him in every way, especially in ability. And it's kingly, regal, royal power ability. And it's the least religious thing you've ever seen there. You think people have been stumbling about getting drunk in the Spirit? You think people have been stumbling about the freedom of the Spirit of Elijah and the unpredictability and all the divine comedy of God. You haven't seen anything yet. God is so serious about taking over the solar system. He's so serious about the seven stars. He's so serious about the earth and the throne of the earth and harvesting the seven mountains of everything that's been stolen from the nations for 6,000 years, beginning to rain down upon our souls. If a thief be caught stealing, he must repay sevenfold. I tell you the truth. Satan and his angels been harvesting human beings for 6,000 years, and right now we're taking these mountains, these planets, these planetary systems, and we're releasing the living waters and sacrificing ourselves in the altars of these planetary systems for the removal of the curse of the fall for all these mountains and everything that's been stolen from us to rain back upon the souls of the nations. Today is Tuesday. Tuesday is where we get the word from Mars. Uh, and that's uh, where the education system is, I believe. That's why they call it Mars Hill in Acts 17. The Areopagus. I believe that a lot, that's why you see the, the Martians and all of the traditional stuff with the big heads. I believe that's been Satan's educational curse system, his educational mountain. I believe has been connected to Mars of the seven mountains that are the seven days of the week. We'll just read that again because we're kind of going through that right now. It's pretty cool. Monday's the moon. It's all from like Latin and Greek and Roman words. All the seven days of the week are named after the seven stars. Monday, moon. Tuesday, Mars. Wednesday, Mercury. Thursday, Jupiter. Friday, Venus. Saturday, Saturn. Sunday, Sun. So it's the, the seven celestial planets and stars that are within the eye's view, and then there's three that are outside of eye's view. The sky, Uranus, the water, Neptune, and the underworld, Pluto. But Tuesday is Mars. We talked about the moon and how the divine loves working and washing the moon yesterday, and I, this is an exploratory realm for me now because God's opening up, and I'm seeing the education system of Satan and his angels inside the planetary system of Mars. And it's like a vault and a mountain. I believe the seven stars are the seven mountains. And I believe that's where we've been robbed by the fallen angels through the light of the moon, light of the sun, into the seven stars in our solar system. And that's why these flying things have just siphoned us and kept us under all these lies. And this is the generation that takes back the seven stars, that takes back their universe. <laughs> 
and it removes the curse off of people's heads so they don't feel condemned all the time, and they're not going after the very things that kill him, but through these mountains, the very things that have been stolen from will now return to their souls. I believe there is a restoration of all things that's been stolen from Adam, washing out of the mountains of the treasuries of these seven stars, moon, Mars, Mercury, Jupiter, Venus, Saturn, and the sun today upon all the the souls in the world. Some people don't even want their divine inheritance. They don't even want their divine gifts back that we lost in the fall. Some people are actually happy and in love with the beast and the beast system and the abilities of the beast. But I tell you what, you don't even get a vote in it. No one gets a vote whether they want to be a part of it. I mean, you can go to hell if you want to, but it's going to sovereignly rain from the sky like the days of Noah. No one voted yes for Noah. They all voted no, but it came anyway. This is not a free will will deal. This is a Father God sovereign deal raining from the sky, living waters through the seven stars, through seven mountains, and the restoration of all things of people that have lived in the valley of the earth that have been robbed so bad. And no one's been robbed more than the apostles and the prophets. So they're fighting for this more than anything. To get their rewards. To get all of their divine ability back into their flesh. So that death is swallowed up in victory. Because your flesh is a part of this universe. We know you got it in your spirit. No one's arguing about that. We all got it in the third heaven. We all got it in our spirit. Now let's get it in our brain, in our bones, in our blood, in our flesh. And just get completely transfigured with everything that's been taken from us by the fallen angels now raining from the sky. And the angels are working it. The angels are in the waters. The angels are washing in the waters and restoring all things. That's why the angels are the workers at the end of the age. It's going to start raining from the sky. I believe it already is. I believe many people are already feeling it. And that's why there's such a paradigm shift in the whole world today. The earth, there's even such a change in the earth and the earth releasing the springs. We've had very selfish things controlling our solar system for a very long time. Very, very selfish angels. But when self-sacrificed sons and daughters of the living God, Huyos mature ones, take their places in the thrones of this universe, then their self-sacrifice will release the living waters to serve all humanity as servants of all is serving the eternal life in the springs of the waters of life from below of the lower pool that come out of the bowels of the earth. Genesis says in the days of Noah that the earth broke up and burst forth and the windows and the storehouses of the heavens were opened and it rained for 40 days. But it burst up and broke forth from below and it rained from above. It's going to burst up from below from the throne of the earth. The river will flow up in springs of humility and wash everyone's feet. You go down there, you wash everyone's feet. You serve everyone with the water of life. You give every person on earth a drink. You don't have to tolerate being continuously pooped and peed on by animals, but you can wash them. I mean, Jesus didn't hang around people that hated him all the time. He hanged around people that loved him. There's a place of you know setting yourself apart from people that are just going to abuse you all the time too. You know this isn't masochism. Use wisdom, but you can wash everyone from a distance through intercession with living waters. You can be the springs of life from the core of the earth, from the throne of the earth. You can wash everyone's feet. You can be servant of all. You can be under continents now. 
I mean, there's sonship ability being released now. You can do anything you can imagine now. There's no limitation to divine ability. He's the creator of heaven and earth. You could create a new heavens and earth with a whisper in the kind of glory you're stepping into when your heart's renewed and your mind's renewed. When, they're, when you're perfected in love. Because love never hurts anyone. Love always sacrifices self for others, esteeming others more highly than itself. And that's where all the power is. In this continual sacrifice of self is when the Father opens the eyes of your heart, renews your mind to your spiritual ability in this universe to rule the natural realm. Not ruling just the spirit realm, but ruling now the natural realm through people's brains. Taking these seven stars of the seven days of the week is becoming the masters of time. Is becoming the lords of flesh. You're going to set people free from the slavery to mammon by taking the seven stars that are already in his right hand. We just had to mature into him and become His flesh on earth because they're already in His right hand. He conquered everything at the cross. Our issue was maturing to the place where we're fully Him. In this world we are Jesus, it is written. With no mixture of self, no guile, no crookedness, no selfishness. I don't have an agenda. This isn't about my ministry. This is about the kingdom of God and the Lamb. This is about fulfilling Scripture. This is about the water temple of Ezekiel. This is about the great harvest of the end times. I don't care how ugly it looks to religious people. I don't care about anything other than obeying the Word perfectly in the Father's eyes. And you need to have the same attitude. You'll go far with God and you won't even stumble anymore because you've learned to please God and not man. No people pleaser could ever serve very long with God because they'll be led astray. A demon just land on someone and pull you astray with a couple little lies. You need to have fortitude, perseverance, stamina in the living word. You need to know what God has given you as an assignment and obey it and fulfill it and be excellent in it and that's how you get promoted in Joel's army. What was the last thing He asked you to do in the waters of life? He will give you the energy in the living water to fulfill everything He's asked you to do and it will always be easy and light in the living water. problem is we try to do it in our own strength and we get all burnt out in the dry place wondering why we're building bricks in Egypt all of a sudden. Should have stayed in the river. It's always easy and light in the river. As long as you can keep your brain underwater in Ezekiel 47, everything God asks you to do, even if it's ruling the seven stars and the throne of earth, is easy and light because you're fully yielded to the power of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and none of it is based on you or your brain's ability. People will get stressed out. It's taken like 950 high-level sorcerers to even taste these realms. And then one son of God, one daughter of God, fully slain with the lamb, comes around and can take out all the prophets of Baal, Asherah, and Jezebel with one swipe in divine comedy, making fun of the thing. It's so silly. That's how powerful the sons of God are. Only one son of God could take out all the principalities in the world. But it's going to be a lot more than that. There would be an army of sons. I believe we're going to open up this thing so big in the living waters that people will come into the temple, get so sanctified, so built up with revelation, and have such a clarity as to their call in life that there will be millions of sons of God walking in the same strength and power as Jesus Christ of Nazareth in His 33rd year. 
I believe that's what truly God the Father sacrificed His Son for, was for millions of mature Huyo sons of God to walk the earth and become the masters of the universe, the masters of the seven mountains, the masters of the seven stars, the masters of the seven golden lampstands, in perfect self-sacrificial love for everyone in the name of Jesus Christ. Partner with this ministry. If, if you sow into this ministry, this message reaches about 10,000 people for every $75 that comes into this ministry. For every 5,000 that comes in, we reach 250,000 people that get to hear this message. We're going after 60 million people right now, yesterday and today, in the New Age. New Agers are going to eat this stuff up because they're close but no cigar. They need Jesus. And so... As you give, understand you're giving in to reaching New Agers, people in the occult, thousands and thousands of unreached people in America, over 60 million people in the USA involved in the occult. And we're reaching them through Facebook, we're reaching them through YouTube, through advertising, and we're getting this video right in front of their faces. Donate at redletterman.com and be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.